0: What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you're tuned into Kinda Neat, episode number 60 already. That is crazy. 60 motherfucking episodes. We are doing it. First things first, follow me on Twitter, at It's Intuition. Follow my man, Ben Shim, behind the boards, making the shit sound buttery, at I Am Database, space with two S's. Follow us as a unit on at That's Kinda Neat. And, uh, where you'll see all kinds of updates about who's on the new episode and, uh, what videos are out, et cetera, et cetera, youtube.com slash that's kind of neat where we are going to see my man Ness from weekend money perform hold up, hold up off of the weekend money project, Freddie Mercury, which you can go check out at their soundcloud soundcloud.com slash weekend money. It's a good project. And I, uh, and I thought this conversation was really great, but before we get into that, make sure you download that podcast app, subscribe to kind of neat rate it five stars, leave a comment about who you want to see next, etc., etc. And uh, everything wrapped up in a pretty package on kind of which my next higher level goal is to get that site redesigned. So I'm going to do that very quickly. And then, yeah, what else is going on? I quit cigarettes. I quit smoking cigarettes. It's been a month and three days and something. It's like, I have it planned out on this app to, it, it asks like, how many cigarettes do you smoke a day? How many, how many dollars are each pack that you smoke, et cetera, et cetera. And I've saved something like 150 bucks in a month and I haven't smoked like 440 cigarettes or something. It's, it's crazy. But with that being said, I got fucking sick somehow. Like I, I usually don't catch colds when I smoke. I think it makes my immune system stronger or something, but yeah, I quit and uh, I had this like, Three-day head start where we were on a job on a Christian campus where you couldn't smoke and you weren't really supposed to curse and stuff. So I was like, I'm going to use this time to kind of boot camp myself to not smoke cigarettes. And so for those three days, I didn't smoke. And then I came home and locked myself in my apartment for three more days after that. And it's been going good. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm I'm not smoking and that is perfect Also, you know, it was mother's day recently. This is the this is the wednesday after mother's day that we're recording this I didn't get my mom anything for mother's day I called her a couple times made sure she had a good day called her in the morning to say happy mother's day called her at night To make sure she was cool I didn't get her anything because i'm actually doing like the sweetest thing ever uh, She retires this week. And so retirement parties on Saturday. So I got a free ticket back home to Alaska using airline miles because I'm a broke motherfucker, but I do fly a bit for other stuff. So I got got free tickets to Alaska and I'm going to surprise her. She doesn't know I'm coming. My brother's going to pick me up at like 2 a.m. in the morning. I'm going to hide out at his house until the party on Saturday. And, you know, I think that I'm hoping that she doesn't have like a heart attack when I show up, but I know that she'll probably at least cry and uh, that'll be fun. So I'm going to go back home and I'm going to Just to be there for like five days, I'll probably end up just doing a bunch of chores around the house and shit. She'll probably just put me to work but it should be nice and it'll be fun. And then I'll get back right on time to post this episode. So I'm speaking from the past and the future at the same time. It's, it's just crazy. So, you know, the guy that we talked to today, Ness, I had a really fucking good time talking to this dude. He's a, he's a head like myself that has a lot of, uh, a lot of skin in the game. And um, he's a really good rapper. And he has a project out right now under the guise of uh, Weekend Money, where uh, he works with a producer named Baghdadi. And, they made a record that I'm like I'm a fan of uh, the I guess their manager type dude reached out to me and was like hey I saw that you guys had Hot Sugar and Kitty on and we kind of run in the same circles and I think you'll like this and I listened to it and I did really like it so he's out in LA for the week and we had a great conversation he actually is in a, another group called ALX uh, and they used to work with or they work with still Dead Prez and People's Army RBG all these things and and so he's got a lot of cool history interesting upbringing. And it was a good, easy-flowing conversation, so I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So without further ado and any more rambling, let's get into the conversation with my man Ness from Weekend Money. How has your trip to Los Angeles been?
1: Or Southern California, more like. Exactly. No, it's been great. It's been great. I uh, went, you know, landed in LAX about five days ago. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I had a show that night with my group A Likes. Um, at Belasco? No, th- no, this was actually, we did a show at Airliner when we the oh, first at the airliner. Oh, that was on a Friday? That was on a, I don't know what day it is today. Was it Urban Underground? I th- it might be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It might have been Gigi.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's Urban Underground. All right.
1: All right, yeah. So basically, so we did that joint, and then the next day was the one we got booked for, which is the reason why we we, we came to Los Angeles. Uh, that was on um, the Belasco on Saturday. Who was I with? Public Enemy was on the bill. Yeah, actually. But um, they didn't
0: perform. Is that what that sounds you like? See,
1: that's why I'm just going through it. Yeah. You know, Mortal Technique. Yeah. You know, was there? Yeah. Uh, uh, some members of Wu Tang, Capadonna, Uga. Uh huh. I'm trying to think. Of course, A likes, and then we had a few other people there. Uh-huh. But um Public Enemy didn't show. Oh, shit. But it wasn't. It was a lot of confusion with the whole organizing of it. The it, it was supposed to be at UCLA at their space originally, but then it got moved to the Belasco joint.
0: Like last minute or something. Like
1: as last minute as you can do it. They ended up having to let it be free for. Like, no shit. That's a big place. It was a lot going on, man, yeah, all I know is we rocked out it was you know thousands of people there, and it was just a good so good felt good, good energy um, it was for um some of the united the united we Stand festival okay. And uh, it was some political shit.
0: Yeah. So, like, was the crowd uh, riotous when they found out that Public Enemy wasn't coming or
1: what? Uh, I wasn't paying attention to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Overall, like, the crowd was just super— They were cool they, for you they, guys. Yeah, they they gave us all the energy, uh, yeah. real, real raucous, ready to, ready to, you know, talk shit. You know, they was just feeling it. Um, as a performer, a lot of times you do shows and um, people don't notice— um, know that a big part of shows is the crowd. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what I mean people be like oh you bombed this show or You did good at this show and as as performers we take a lot of credit Like, yeah We did it. Yeah, it depends where the crowd is at If you got a crowd that is in tune with what you spitting or what you bring to them or whatever They in a good, you know, good mood You didn't have them waiting for three hours or they didn't have a, a opener that messed it up But just you know, they just in that right space mm-hmm. and then then it's prime for you to go ahead and go in so I would say, you know, we did our thing, but the crowd was just super receptive. And um, I don't know how they felt when Public Enemy didn't perform. Right,
0: right. I feel that's a very interesting thing you say. And I feel that a lot of um, promoters these days don't really understand that, that like, oh, just because somebody can draw this many people at a show that's like well curated doesn't necessarily mean that like if you put them with the wrong other performers or you put them in front of the wrong crowd they're not gonna draw that same amount of people or the crowd might not fuck with them as much as this other crowd did you know what I mean it like really depends
1: on the curation of a show that was the word I mean I, I was gonna say it from the door when you first said it curation yeah curating it like knowing what artist match what you mm-hmm. know not only what what audience but what events mm-hmm. you know what i mean what placement how you you know it's all all of it is art so yeah absolutely we got put put in a position with what we what my group a likes does yeah um which is you know very you know socio-political conscious whatever you know box they try to put on it but we talk shit about yeah. the system and we we talk shit about what we live in as you know you know we, young black males here in America going through shit whatever we talk that shit so right. it was perfect for us to go ahead and get on that platform
0: and so that's interesting like I just uh, like I was telling you before we started I don't do a lot of research so I just found out that you're in the group A-Likes cause I had heard about you because of Weekend Money yes. which is the project that uh not that drop like
1: February? yeah we had we had a project uh, called Freddie Mercury Freddie Mercury um it's kind of like a debut album, but, you know, it ain't on a major night. Yeah. It's just an indie project that's more than a mixtape. You know what I mean? It's, it's, a, whole it's an songs. album. It's a, it's, a, it's a record. It feels I mean? like an
0: album, for sure. It's like
1: an album. When did you guys release that? February, part of it. Okay. February, yes.
0: Yeah, so tell me about ALX here, now that it, we're talking about that, though. like Is that what you were involved in first?
1: Yeah, I, I came up under the RBG People Army... You know, camp You know what I mean That's my introduction into the music industry If Uh you will But just Those are my homies When I was coming up At Uh that time And um, we still You know, we still fam And the group was A-likes What's RBG? RBG is uh, Red, black, and green You know what I mean It's that It's that black power Yeah You know what I mean That, that, That strong Know who we are. We coming. We ain't you know. We ain't backing down. Like it's it's a it's a group of us. You know what I mean. Um, a lot of people attributed to the rap groups or the rappers that were in the collective. You know ourselves. A like you had Dead Press. Uh-huh. You know you got different artists. Divine. You got you know different people. But it's bigger than the rappers because it was, you know, like a lifestyle in the sense that people use the word brand nowadays. You know, loosely whatever meaning your lifestyle, how you live. But the music that we brought was beyond just some raps. Right. It was beyond just some songs. It was like, you know, we we had like a platform for living for us trying to come up, you know what I mean? We were talking about being healthy, all types of shit, you know what I mean? Um community control of our own shit you know what i mean right you know all types of shit so that that was what i came up under
0: was there a lot of people involved in rbg that weren't necessarily musicians as yes, well yes yeah. yes and on so it's na- like kind of a movement
1: it, i mean it was a, it was a full all-out all movement if you do a yeah. knowledge to it you know just you know google yeah. shit whatever you'll be like oh okay so basically you, you know and
0: then i hear you say do the knowledge like was a lot of it uh did a lot of it revolve around like five percent or stuff or it, like uh islam
1: uh not not RBGs in, in as a whole yeah with a likes the term a comes from the 5% mm-hmm. nation you know mm-hmm. what i mean it comes from you know terminology that that, that we put together mm-hmm. so um we do use me and k uh, my partner in a you know what i mean we when we first got together as a group our whole thing was we were putting our conversations building about lessons Mm -hmm. building about life itself building about politics building about what you know young motherfuckers coming up you know where our heads was at you know i mean in the 90s Mm -hmm. we was like yo let's build about this shit and we put those conversations into music so yeah we we say we we have a five percent you know what I mean mm-hmm. we, we bring the f- some some lessons You know what I mean How we see them How we understand them Into that You might hear some terminology RBGs in general though Is is is. I wouldn't necessarily say that, okay. that That's some 5% shit Yeah yeah know?
0: When did you start well, I mean what did they say When, when did you find Knowledge Itself
1: I uh, found Knowledge Itself uh, I would say In uh, I was 17 Yeah You know what I mean In the sense that I, I finally recognized Who I was In the, in, in the scheme of the world mm-hmm. You know what I mean Coming up as a you know as a child, you learn you know who you are to an extent, and you gain a better sense of your who you are, your ego, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I would say for me, I remember you know at seventeen, I got a sense of awareness where I wanted to find out more, mm-hmm. and I wanted to you know keep going then did you meet like a certain uh sect of people that were helping
0: you find that or like that were getting putting you on game or at,
1: at the time you know a lot yeah. you know hip-hop played a big part in it yeah you know things that were in the music you know have had my mind on some shit like yo let me get into that let me let me see what that's about you know what right mean? right so you know at the time you know in the, in the 90s you know what i mean we was listening like early, you know, early 90s if you will there was just a lot of that was in all the raps yeah it was just in there you know what i mean like it was just in there it was just something that was the vibration and you're from there. new york yeah i'm actually from philly from philly okay I'm from philly but philly is two hours away from new york yeah, so yeah. the energy's there but philly's a totally different world than right new york. right right but i moved around i also you know like i said i'm listening to hip-hop i'm hearing things that i'm in there that i'm like well what's that about yeah. I'm reading books um Malcolm X, the movie comes out. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? That was now, me. you know, we watch that, and it's like, it's cool. I want to know more. Now we're reading the autobiography of Malcolm X. Right. Now we um you know, studying Mao tongue. Now we're studying, you know what I mean, the Nation of Islam. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now we're going into the Black Panther Party. Now we studying the 60s. Now we going, you know, that's just, you know, I build with a lot of my homies that are in the same wavelength, or just even not, you know, just on the same shit. You know what I mean? And they'll tell me a similar story. Yeah, Michael X comes up, the Black Panthers come up. So
0: it's so interesting because even as like a fucking white dude raised in Alaska, which is where I'm from, you were raised in Alaska. I'm raised bro. in Alaska, East Coast rap was so heavy on our on our radios. You know what I mean? And like that was what we were listening to, and listening to Wu Tang, or listening to J Roo or listening to whoever. Like. You would. It almost sounded like this different language that they're speaking, in. and and then in hindsight, it's all like five percent of knowledge that they're talking about, and and like learning about that as as I got older was so interesting to me, because so I'm like, oh, all of this stuff that I was hearing was part of like the spirituality
1: of the whole thing, you know what I mean? I would say it's this. Um, there isn't a lot documented about you know the five percent's uh, importance uh, to hip hop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Russell Simmons had a chapter, I think, in one of his books. I don't know what book it is. It's you know, if you read the book and you know the chapter, holla. Yeah, yeah. Basically, tweet, tweet he, that. Yeah, tweet that. <laughs> but he uh, he had a a chapter talking about how important the Five Percent was to the beginning of hip hop mm-hmm. and why he felt. I think it, the way I, what I got from it is he was like, why Five uh, Percenters lend? You know it lends itself so easily to hip-hop. You know what I mean? As a 5%er, you're you're told, you know, you are the supreme being. You are in control of, you know, what you're dealing with. You can't, you know, things aren't outside of your control. Yeah, you're a god, you know? You know, exactly. You know what I mean? So... That lenses that goes perfectly into what hip hop, you know, the very egocentric. Shit. Centric, yeah, like, like yo, I got this. It's yeah. me. I'm the one. Yeah. You know what I mean, I'm you know, I'm I'm in control of this right here. And when and you I'm look communicating, back, and communicating building.
0: When, exactly. And even when you look back at some of the early biggest hip hop artists like Big Daddy Kane and shit like that, like Kane was the smoothest motherfucker out, but a lot of shit is knowledge that he's kicking, a lot yeah. of it is five yeah. percent or yes, stuff. Yes. you know, Asiatic,
1: all that. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah, man. What were you up to before you found knowledge of stuff? Like, were you born in Philly?
1: Yeah, I was born in Philly. Philly's a, a, a hard city. You know My, what my mean?
0: family's from uh, Easton, Pennsylvania. You know Easton? It's, it's not far. Yeah, it's like about Larry an hour Holmes. and a half. Larry yeah, Larry Holmes, Holmes exactly. Larry my mom uh, went to the same high school as him a couple of years after.
1: You know? Yeah, yeah. Larry Holmes. Yeah. That's all I know about Easton. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Um, but yeah, man, Philly is a... Uh, Uh, hard 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 city you know when I say hard like hard working Yeah. hard like you know motherfuckers is just serious you know what I mean Um, along with that you have you know murder rates all crazy and shit you know what I mean coming up drugs all that shit but Philly has a beauty um, as far as just you know that came out of you know that that birthed out of me like you know my energy you know what I mean Uh so I just think about that time yeah how long did you live there um, I was born in Philly, and then I, um, basically when high school was a rap, I left. Oh, you so know? you
0: were there your whole childhood, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what
1: were you into as a kid? Uh, I was into drawing, my own comic book shit. Really? I was a, heavy into like drawing. I was been into Japanese animation shit. I feel uh, like a
0: lot of rap dudes are into comic books, man. That's a, that's a theme that I get out of doing these.
1: It's like a world. Like I'm, On the real, I still go back into that space that... I, when I write certain raps or better yet when I put together projects when we're like sequencing an album or whatever I go back into that space that I used to go to when I used to make up my own little You think about paneling it? About my own little comic books exactly like how just how this song goes into this and now right. it's like a world Right, 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 right. With, with, with comic books you're basically making a world Yeah If you're if you're doing this hip hop shit right you know what I mean and when I say right how I like it so this is my opinion I like bars where you just spit a bunch of punchlines and, you know, you, you, you know, phonetics, you killing the beat, you, you know, you just rapping, whatever. But what I really appreciate is like a world, you know what I mean? Like De La Soul had a world, like Mobb Deep had a world, mm-hmm. like Wu-Tang had a world. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what I mean like Nas had a world like Tribe. a world a yeah. world a space mm-hmm. a place where like you live in there You know, the the you know, the characters in that world, you know, the feelings of that world whatever So that's the same shit comic books. Yeah raps, you know, you and, know, what's
0: interesting is that comic books were some of the first um, That's some of the first leisure time reading that I got into as well. Mm-hmm. And I remember specifically because my dad said uh, Oh, yeah, you if you want to learn big words read comic books like that's they got all kinds of big words in comic books and like that shit definitely like expands your vocabulary as well i think beyond just like creating worlds i think like you you accidentally learn a lot of shit reading comic books
1: i'm trying to think my introduction to comic books to throw it out there um i just remember like cool older cats like hood cats that could draw dope shit oh yeah yeah and how like dope it was to just see them like draw like I remember like Robotech was out or some shit, some old crazy shit, and cats was drawing exact shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I said shit a thousand times in this. Interview. It's all good. I, I say shit a lot yeah. too. But it was like a, you know, it's a bunch of just, you know. Yeah. So you're seeing the older people.
0: cool cats doing that, and then they're putting you up on game on like, oh, read this book or
1: what? Uh, just kind of like following up behind them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. So that's what that is. Which ones is. are you into? Over the course of time, Spider Man was dope. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. he got dope after a while. Uh, X Men shit. Yeah, I fucked with that. I was a, I was a big part
0: of the X universe. Like I like that X Factor.
1: Yeah. Um, Spawn when that came about, I was following the artist, the dude, the, uh, Todd McFarlane, yeah, yeah, yeah. who did Spider Man when, and then when he was like the black, you know, black suit Spider Man, and then he just Venom way, and all that Venom, shit. Venom all that. Yeah. But he the way he used to draw him was crazy. And then he then he moved Broke over to Spawn. Did Spawn. Like Remember when track. Spawn
0: had a Showtime show?
1: Yeah, for animated
0: Showtime show. That shit was kind of hard. It was cool. I fucked with it.
1: It was alright. Yeah,
0: yeah. That was like when I was in high school. I think. Uh, so you're in Philly. Did you ever get into like sports stuff?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm heavy in the ball, like basketball. Yeah, you play basketball. I uh, like basketball. I played. I played like. I don't think I even played in my high school. Mm. Yeah, I was fucking up by high school. Like, but I, I definitely. uh I'm, you know, I'm in the like sports and shit. Yeah,
0: yeah. How many generations deep was it in Philly? Like, how long has your family been out there?
1: Not long. Nah. My father was the f- was the first. Like, yeah. he came out there from New York. Okay. But my father's from Montserrat. He's a uh, West Indian. Okay. Uh, so he was he came from Montserrat to New York, and then moved out to Philly. And then moved out to Philly. What did he do to keep a roof over the head? He was an electrical engineer. Oh, okay. Pop was an electrical engineer, uh, electrical contractor. Like, had his own little business where he yeah. would like, put up, like, your whole electric for your business and shit. Like, oh, okay. you got like a garage or, like, a, I don't know, a, a telephone, you know, right, 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 or something. Yeah, what did mom do? Mom, when they were together, my mom held down, you know, the crib. My right. Mom, my you mom, got a lot of brothers and sisters? Or? I got a long story, but my mom and pop got th- three. You okay. know what I, mean? yeah, I, yeah. I got extended because I got my father's whole like my father had a lot of other children, right, right. All My brothers, you know, just the same way, or sisters, same way. Okay. But long story. Yeah. So um, that's so what, as that's a kid. The how thing. many? How many? How many people did you have in the house? Um, so coming up, it was me, my and my two little sisters. Okay. Um, in Philly. Yeah. You know what I mean, in North Philly. Yeah. With my mom, and then when my mom and my pop separated, my mom's from Dominican Republic. Came okay. up, you know. Th- what people would call third world, like you know. How not, did, like how, when did she come over to the states? She came over and to the states with my pop. Oh, okay. like my pop met her in DR and was like, "You coming back? And you're not going to be dealing with this. You're going to be over here." Yeah. So she was with that. So he
0: was like in DR working and stuff, yeah. and then was like, "I'm going. I'm going yep. to the states. You're
1: coming." <clears throat> yep. Nice. Yep. Yep.
0: yep yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. That sounds like a very romantic fucking sentiment. Uh
1: yeah, you know. Within <laughs> that is a bunch of fucking sure. plot thick and shit. I'm sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Nah. That's so why they, I'm here.
0: Yeah, so they get over to the States, say you're living in Philly and then they split and who do you go with?
1: I kinda go with my mom, but um I got sent away to some institution for like uh, children for disadvantaged use. Like 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 um how would I explain it? Is it like a boarding school? Kinda like a boarding school, but it wasn't like you know, boarding school is usually like you got somebody rich and shit yeah. sending their child to school. This right. is something that was for 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 kids from the hood, yeah, you know what I mean? or kids from certain situations, whatever. And they could just They got the aptitude They could fit, fit some shit So they're gonna Right, right in. So you were probably f- A pretty bright kid I'm a genius On I, the low, bro I, No, I believe it I'm a, I'm a genius I,
0: I always think that Everybody that I'm a genius Everybody that has a penchant For fucking putting words together In rhythmic patterns Is smarter than they would ever put on You know what I mean? Like I'm genius Yeah, I believe it So You're excelling in school At a young age And people are picking up on that
1: No, <laughs> no nah, nah, <nah>. Come on <laughs> No, nah, nothing like that. No? Actually, no, nah, no, nah, some real shit. It's not. It wasn't all all out like a juvie joint, but it was basically somewhere where I could go where my mom, who didn't have a lot of money, yeah, and I was like eight, yeah, and I was smart enough to be like, you know what, mom, um, I know, you know, you, you coming from DR, yeah, you know, what I mean, shit is real. You up here in Philly, it's cold. Mm-hmm. You got my two sisters, they babies. You know, what yeah. I mean? now you're on your own. So I like rationalized like I you know, calculated everything, said boop 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 As an eight year old. As an eight year old, real rap. She was like, yo, you wanna go to the school, show me a brochure. Yeah. He's like, they cover everything, blah okay. blah. It's gonna be good for you. Yeah. Type shit. So, so when you say, say it's was, not
0: like juvie, like you weren't getting in trouble, it was like a good thing that you went to this.
1: It was a combination of the circumstances weren't good. Right. But it was kinda like trying to put a spin on it. Like, ah, right, you can't afford to do some shit that you wanna do for your child. This school is something that they'll, uh, come, they'll take care of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not gonna be the whole city, but it's you. gonna be certain kids that's gonna make it the right. Church. So how was it when you moved to there? I hated that shit. Why? <laughs> because I wasn't with my mom and I'm eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm bugging who, them like
0: Yeah, like who was there to comfort you?
1: It's nah just you know, you you that that's the type of shit that just builds who you you know, who you are. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And like I think about all that's connected, you know what I mean? All that's connected, like I have a certain level of independence, you know. This mad shit, yeah. Because of that, well, so fuck, man. Learning.
0: What's that like going there as an eight year old? Are there is it a lot of other eight year olds, yeah, or is you staying with other fucking older kids, or what is that? No,
1: nah, no. Nah, it's basically sectioned off, yeah, into like uh, age, you know. Yeah, groups. yeah. So it's like you know, we in third grade, yeah. So we had third grade dorms.
0: Was there like a lot of kids? I mean, were all the kids kind of the same socioeconomic background, or was it varied, or what? No,
1: nah, it was basically. To get into school, you either had to have—you a, you you need to either be an orphan mm-hmm. or from a broken home mm. and make under a certain amount. Like, that's what it was. It was a school right, in, right. in North Philly called Gerard College. Wow. It's like—it had walls around it. Yeah. And it was uh, a, a benefactor named Stephen Gerard back in, like, it was the a 1700s of- left some money for some war veteran kids. Okay.
0: Was it like very militaristic and like scheduling? Like okay, be up for breakfast at this time. Mm, fucking definitely. Da 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 definitely. Da da. It wasn't.
1: It wasn't no like. It wasn't no like you know we just skipping through and you know like some progressive shit. Yeah, it wasn't necessary military though, but it yeah. was definitely like schedule. We you know we rocked in dorms mm-hmm. like when we you know where we mm-hmm. stayed at would be like twenty five kids in a large ass room with a bed. Bunch of bunk beds or what? Not bunk no. beds, but like a bed. Now, my shit. Yeah. Like, not the one I was at, but a bed with like a chair next to it and a bundle with you. Th- so it was slightly, it was definitely institutional. You yeah, I no mean, shit. You're in an institution. Yeah. And then you would go to the cafeteria, get your food, you get your, you know what I mean? Like, did you, you got a ma- Did you make over. friends easy there? The first like two months, I was a, I was on some, sp- I was just not, not having it. I was getting into mad, like, not even shit with other students. I was going at it with authority because I was kind of like rebelling.
0: Kind of, I was like,
1: "Y'all, y'all not my mom." Mm-hmm. But I'm not necessarily wilding for no reason. Like I don't understand the concept of how, why you telling me whatever. So I was the first two months was wild. Like I just remember, I don't remember anything, but I just mm-hmm. remember it was some shit. They were like, "Are you sure he can handle this?" Because yeah. he's like not, he's not rocking. Like yeah. you weren't, you aren't going home every day.
0: Right, right.
1: They're going home once a month.
0: Oh, so you got to see your folks once a month
1: You could yeah. You know what I mean, like for the orphan kids They yeah. didn't, but everybody else right, right, right. You know, you would go see your mom For like a weekend and then come uh-huh. back And then we would have, you know thir- you know, All different vacations, but yeah But that shit was that, that that shit built, you know, that shit built me
0: Yeah, it's crazy, I pictured it as like some Lord of the Flies shit Like once the lights go out, it's like The fucking clicks form and stuff uh, or, shit, shit
1: is real, like yeah. there was a lot of real shit Like, you know yeah, There's a bunch of North, you know kids in North Philly.
0: Yeah, how long did you stay there?
1: I was there for uh, I think four years, five years.
0: Four years, wow! So you I was go until eighth grade from eighth grade. Wow! And then uh, do you move back with moms or what?
1: Nah, it got crazy. I went to another joint. Why? Because <laughs> I didn't like that joint.
0: Yeah. Oh, so you just went to another like boarding school type thing?
1: Yeah, but it was a little it was a little where, further out. Where at? It was in Hershey. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so then, oh yeah, my fault. I'm acting like we in the East Coast. No,
0: it's all right. I, uh, I, I'm, Hershey, fam- I'm vaguely familiar. Hershey, yeah. PA. so yeah, we yeah. in Pennsylvania. Okay. So now
1: we are a little further out. It's another joint. And How was that one? Um, my brother had went to it, so I knew about it. Mm-hmm. He was a little older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more loose as far as the setup. Mm-hmm. You can wear your own clothes. I remember that was big. Oh,
0: because you were all in uniform.
1: That yeah. And the other joint we had like straight uniform unis.
0: And was it all boys?
1: All boys? No, homes? no. no oh, was, so you had girls there too? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, we used to have some wild shit with girls, too. I was about to
0: say, like, I feel like... Uh, it would get crazy. because Because
1: yeah. we, we had this shit called hooking out. It's a lot of shit. Like, there's, it's like, like, thousands of... Like, I'll be building with certain cats that went to similar situations. Yeah. And, like, it's funny how, like, how we would use similar terms for similar shit. They'd be like, oh, you call it hooking out? We should call it hooking in. Yeah. Uh, I'd be like, what the fuck is hooking come from? I'm like, all right, maybe that's some, like, 50s shit in right, the military right. or some right, shit. right, right. But uh, yeah
0: <laughs> So I, I would imagine If you're in a school like that Away from the folks And it's mixed gender You gotta probably be learning stuff Pretty early there
1: uh, Kind of I mean Cause Bottom line Like When I th- talk to other people That l- grew up In a household With their mother Father Whoever mm-hmm. And then I th- look at my sh- You know my, my coming up Like it's It's some other shit Like We were basically Grown people mm-hmm. With like it was like grown people in jail like like similar situation like you, you get to do what you you know you, you're you you don't got your mom over you mm-hmm. you know what I mean your mom is the one that's gonna like watch everything that you're doing to make sure that you're still a kid mm-hmm. or your father or mm-hmm. whoever like these people are just kind of like making sure they're getting a check you know some would mm-hmm. care they're not they're not letting kids just fuck right. they're not like just letting things happen whatever there's still a level of repression right like an adult in jail yeah
0: did you understand that at the time or is it something that you figured out in hindsight of like oh wait that was kind of like a fucking penitentiary type thing
1: i always look like i talked to some of my um people that that classmates that i went went to the same um thing and we got different very different um interpretations interpretations yeah but then again we different people i'm i'm Ness from you know from weekend money I mean that's from A-Likes I'm the dude that I'm a rebel I say certain things Right You know something like Yo it was a good structure if We you know we needed yeah. Things like that That formed me into The fucking man yeah, that I am yeah. today Yeah and, and, and I'm saying that On a different level Like it definitely built me But Yeah um, Nah man like you couldn't like leave the premises if you no, wanted to and no, shit. No, you can't. They had the one spot I went to had walls. Oh wow! Physical walls. Like yeah. some cats would try to jump over, but it, it wasn't that Yeah. It was real, but it wasn't like you, you jump over, they'll find you. Yeah. And if they yeah. don't, then your your parents or whoever's in charge, of you Needs to figure right. Figure out how to deal with this dudes. Yeah. Over.
0: Were there classes that you started excelling in early there? Art.
1: Yeah. Uh Social studies. Um. Shit like that Yeah Like I like history Yeah I like to draw And I'm not really I wasn't into math like that Were you guys finding music? Um We had like music classes But I didn't I never connected it As something that I wanted I wanted to do But I mean like Were you guys getting to have like Walkman and shit? Oh We had um Yeah we could have like a Walkman But like Our music was censored. Oh, yeah, for sure. So they'd be like, well, what do you have? If it's parental advisory, it ain't coming in here. It was serious. Like, I remember trying to have my little ice cube shit. Oh, right. And my little, like... Like
0: Predator or fucking America's Most Wanted? The hell. The worst one. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) The one where he talking about shooting police. Right, okay. That one wasn't flying in in the student home or in the dorm or wherever I was at at the time. Right. What were kids listening to in there? Listening to, uh, you know, some... Nas when his shit first dropped, uh, but even go back to shit like Snoop. Oh yeah, in the East Coast, Snoop was big as hell. Dude,
0: he's he big everywhere. I try to you know but, that Doggy Style was the the biggest selling rap re- like the biggest week one debut of a rap record ever. The first rap record to enter the charts at number one ever. Yeah, yes. I, I try to put in perspective like there hasn't been a rapper whose debut was like. As anticipated as Snoop's, I don't think ever since then. Maybe, mm. maybe Drake or something. I don't know. Like, no,
1: nah, there's a couple. Like, yeah. you know, I'll say Fifty at one point had some crazy shit going. On. M, Eminem. With I don't a know record. that Fifty.
0: Like, I don't know.
1: Like, that I that first Fifty record. Like, it wasn't Snoop. Yeah, Snoop caught this, the the world by like Snoop and Dre, Well, The Chronic came out and, like,
0: obviously, like, murdered everything. And then and it was, like, everybody realized, like, oh, wait, this guy, fucking Snoop, is, like, kind of carrying this record, and he doesn't have his own solo project out yet. So I I think that's why it was, like, so heavily anticipated, you know?
1: I love that record. It's it's amazing. Like, as an East Coast MC coming up in the 90s, like, we've kind of fell away, at least me, and, you know, some of us, like, we fell away from even, like... Anything besides real hardcore East Coast, boom, bap, shit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's almost to a fault. Like, we would be, you know, like, oh, hip-hop is real if it's this certain sound. Mm-hmm. But when I think about, like, 93, 92, those years and shit, when I think way back and I'm thinking, like, you know, as a youth, like, trying to learn about music, that Snoop Dogg record, that Chronic record? Huge. Huge. So, like, influential as well. Huge, so.
0: I was looking at, like, 93 was a big year for me with rap music. I feel like that was when I, like, really started realizing, like, what it is that I like about it. And that's when two of my favorite records came out in that same year, which is 36 Chambers and Doggy Style. It's like you said, they both create their own world. But they're, like, completely fucking different worlds, yet they both just, like, made my head go fucking bananas.
1: I'm trying to think of uh, any other records. Ice Cube. Yeah. You know, people, and, you know, the whole NWA thing. But I remember Ice Cube was was just weird, like, and crazy.
0: A big one for me was Scarface The Diary, too. That was tough. That was a big one. I think that was either 90, I think it was 92. Tribe Called
1: Quest. Yeah. Low End Theory was a big one for me. Uh, low End, Midnight Marauders. I mean, Low End Theory, definitely. Yeah. But I remember when Midnight Marauders yeah, actually. Came out.
0: I'm, yeah, Midnight Marauders was the first one that I got into them, for, and, and I remember it was because of the award tour video. I used yes, to see that on MTV, you on TV raps and just be like, whoa, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure, man. Yeah. So, yeah. So, your music is coming into the schools and stuff. And so, yeah, when you switch and, and all of a sudden you're getting to like wear your own clothes and stuff, mm-hmm. how are you keeping up with like what was cool if you're like in a uniform for the for, for those first four years um, like would you go home for the summers or anything?
1: Well the first the first one I just wasn't even I was way out of cool Right like, I mean I was cool in the sense that you know I wasn't a punk Right You know what I mean Or and I could like I, I had some you know I had jokes and shit Yeah Whatever was important to kids at the time like I had a couple of those things but I just didn't have like the new sneakers Right None of that new shit None of that expensive shit None of that uh, you know none of them sweatsuits none of that like when people look back at like the the late 80s or the early 90s or whatever like that whole time none of that shit i had none of it adidas none of it i right. couldn't afford it so like i wasn't even on it like that but at, once i got to like you know a certain age i was trying to impress girls or whatever so i would figure out some way to have my own style uh-huh. you know what i mean we found out a little jabot jean little eddie bauer some shit right right (laughs) Right. whatever the fuck we was trying to yeah a little tommy hill figure shit now polo now we throwing this on whatever so you just figure out your style like that but you really soak up a lot when you went home Uh uh-huh like you went home for like that weekend yeah or for christmas vacation so is it was it like
0: a year-round thing you guys were going to school year round and then just getting that one month or one one weekend a month or one week a month off well no the summer we
1: would get off you would get the summers off summers off and then as you got older, you got more. Yeah. You got more. You got to go home. More.
0: When you would get the summers off, you get home, would it be like, oh, shit, he's back,
1: yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then that's when you're soaking up. Like when everybody else is just <coughs> doing the, yeah, of course we wear that because that's how we, you know, yeah. subconsciously they don't even know where they picked up some shit. We come home, we like, wait, what the fuck? Everybody wearing red sneakers? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Oh, they doing it because of that. Oh, that's the way you're doing the collars. Right. Oh, word. Oh, this is how we're doing that? Cool. Maybe I don't like that. I'm going to wear it my, my way
0: right so you soak that up and then take it back with you and
1: maybe modify your uniform a little bit or some shit yeah and then the fact that you away from it yeah you know it's kind of like how um I was watching this documentary totally left field but I was watching this documentary where um they talked about how the English rock stars from like you know the first rockers that that were so in love with American rock and roll and blues yeah the stones and stuff and and really in like black show so they were trying to uh they were trying to... Um, 20 Feet from Stardom? Is that what you're talking about? Nah, no. but that's a good one. That's, that's a, good a great one. documentary. Yeah. But, um, they, were, they were trying to emulate their favorite, you know, like... Muddy Waters. Musicians. The
0: Stones loved Muddy Waters. You and know I
1: mean? because of the separation, yeah. because they weren't... They, they didn't quite get it, it created something else. Yeah, right, right, right. You know what I mean? Long crazy analogy with saying like i would have my own gear when i would be in philly yeah like soaking up shit during vacations and i get back and do my own crazy interpretation away, and then come back niggas would be like what are you doing right right Like you are on your own shit that's so, so funny if we could follow that at all
0: nah similarly to just like on some fucking creating rapport and relating shit like living in alaska no one is f- damn you yeah know. it's alaska, right it's, it's weird dude. right I'm going home home tomorrow, actually, uh, or on Friday. Um, You live there now? Nah, I I live here. I've lived here for like, I've lived in LA for seven years, lived in California for like 12 years. But um, growing up there, like no one's from there unless you're like a native Alaskan, you feel me? It's like a lot of people end up there because of the military. My dad joined the military. They were both from the East Coast. And so we move up there, and my brother and I are both pretty much raised up there. But since no one is from Alaska, when you're in the military, like people, or like when your dad's in the military, you would like claim where your family was from. So it was like, I had my grandmother lived in Southern California. And so during the summers, we would come on vacation. To Southern California, so I would go home and I would have all the like fresh SoCal gear and fools would be like, Oh, damn, where'd you get that? And I'm like, Oh, I got it in fucking Los Angeles, like what's really good, you I'm know what from I mean? LA, yeah, bitch. exactly. So it was like that was the shit. It was like, Oh, Lee's like a fucking he, you know, it was like I was like a poser fucking Southern California surfer dude, but it right. was like that's what that's where we would go learn our style is like during the summer vacations, you right. know what I mean? Right. And right. then go home and blow people's minds in Alaska.
1: A, B, so. I mean, you know, transplant shit. Yeah, exactly. you figured out.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you graduate high school or what?
1: Yeah, I actually did graduate apparently. Yeah. I was I broke the record for detentions in my high school. Get out, um, why? I don't know, man. The fucking, Smart Alex? Uh a combination of I I I move on my own clock, still do working, you know, there's something I need to work on, but fuck it. Yeah. Um yeah, I just would be always in the hallways. That was yeah. one of my some shit, yeah. One of my rounds. Always in the hallways, yeah. just you know what I mean. I get in the class. I'm late, whatever. And then it would turn into some just acting out shit. And then a few times I will spaz out on teachers, mm. mainly because they stressing me about some shit I'm not trying to hear. It's not necessarily like I was all the way wilding, but I, you know, I just you know I was dibbing and dabbing, yeah. getting my detentions here and there. And then I remember my last year, my, my hall monitor. Who was like in charge of the fucking detention shit? Mm-hmm. Was like, yo, do you know? Let me show you the, the, this. As long as we've been keeping these records, you got the most detentions Wow, of anybody that's ever been here. I was like, that's because everybody else got kicked out. That gets to a certain point. Yeah, and he's like, how, how you think it's funny? Next one, like we're gonna put a cap. If you make it past this, you're not gonna you're not gonna make it out of here. Like, there's right. some more like like everybody was trying to get me out. Right, and I, I made it till like the last week.
0: And didn't get that last detention to push you over.
1: But I think like it was a weird thing where like I I graduated, but then they gave me, I got a detention, and then he was trying to like not let me walk. Wow, it was amazing. That's funny. I how, graduated. <laughs> like would
0: people, the more we talk about it, the more I'm like starting to relate it to like this actual kind of juvenile center type thing. And I'm and I'm thinking like were people trying to like smuggle drugs in and shit? Like do, Man, like it how, how would you guys fucking how would you guys play with weed when you were kids? You know what I mean? We
1: just did. We just yeah. it, it came in. I mean. It was locked down, and they was going through shit, and they found shit. And yeah. It wasn't like we had rampant drug dealing in right. the school. But, like, I smoked my first weed, like, at Hershey Park in the back of, like, one of the roller coasters because, you know, they would let us get, like, you know, that was one of the things when you went to the, the that one school. Right, I was right. talking about, we would just go to Hershey Park for mm-hmm. free or mm-hmm. some shit. So I smoked my first weed at, like, 14 or some Where? shit.
0: Where? So, uh, yeah. so what happens after high school? Did you have plans for college? Did you
1: do that? Uh, I wanted to get the fuck out of Philly. Yeah,
0: where did you want to go?
1: Uh, anywhere. Yeah, and it's not that Philly is bad. It's just I was ready to be out. Yeah, and actually, Philly is bad in the sense that you know it's just a lot of you know definitely all the killings and all the you know. Well, yeah, city for shit. the
0: city of brotherly love, it was big news back in the mid '90s when it was the murder capital of the of the country. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: you have that whole situation, but it wasn't like I thought about that first. I just thought about I don't want to stay here. I don't yeah. want to see the same shit. I want to see the world. Yeah, you know, I've been in these, in these, in these institutions back to back, and like I, I want to fly. I want to go everywhere, anywhere, whatever. So I was trying to find the furthest place out. Um, I ended up going to Florida. Oh, really? What part? Uh, Tallahassee. I'm not
0: a big fan of Florida. Sorry, Florida
1: people. It's are, all good. Yeah. All good. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm. When I went down there, yeah, when I went down there, I was just trying to get out. So I, I ended up going to school down there. What
0: part of the state is Tallahassee in? It's like the panhandle. Okay, so it's down towards the bottom, or what? Mm-mm. or no, oh no, no, like that. So so that's the like, T- Tallahassee is like deep south. Then it's not really like Florida. That's more like the 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 bottom of Georgia or something, right? It's
1: it's some red clay ass shit. Yeah, it's some old it's some old Spanish moss on the tree shit. It's not no palm tree shit. Right, right. It's not it's not sexy. It's not sexy Florida. So how was it going there? It was, um, you know, in the East Coast, like. Um, the cats that come from up north, down south, usually have like a condescending, like, like arrogant tone, like, "Oh, we're the shit. We bringing flyness and swag and you know up to date shit to y'all type shit." Right. And I was a young kid, so I was down there like feeling that energy, like, "Oh, whatever." Mm-hmm. Until I like started running into different, you know, just cats that was real that was from down there that I was just like oh okay this is the first time I'm seeing a different swag a different energy a different style but might have the same character traits that I respect as a person Mm -hmm. so real you know you a real dude I'm fucking with you you a real chick I'm fucking with you um and then I just started like breaking that down and learning a lot about you know what's really real Mm -hmm. as opposed to just you know your, your your little town's Cool, coolness or sweat. Right.
0: What took you to Tallahassee?
1: Uh, I went, uh, ended up going to um, Florida A you and know? Oh, okay, cool. So I went down there.
0: Nice. And uh, it, like, when
1: when do you start? When do you start rapping? Uh, in high school, like the last couple of years, like I would play with it. Um, Philly wasn't big for having like a bunch of MCs coming out of Philly, mm-hmm. so it wasn't something like where in New York, maybe you know you might be from Queensbridge or or Marcy, and you know that. Nas or Jay Z or whoever's from your projects is on the radio. It gives you certain incentive right. or certain motivation to be you like. You guys it. just
0: had Will Smith.
1: Yeah, we just had fucking Fresh Prince. We had a bunch of like not too big, but very influential in Philly like Est and Three Times Dope, Schoolie D, Boys to Men. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Boys to Men, <laughs> ABC, PBD, The mm-hmm. East Coast Family. That shit. Yeah, but um. I didn't really take it seriously in high school. I just I I was just doing it. But when looking back, it was the foundation. It was like lunchroom,
0: like lunch table shit. Yeah, and
1: and to be honest, that a little bit, but more like just me writing raps. Okay, like and not really saying it to nobody because nobody wants to be taken as the dude in high school who's trying to do some shit that's facetious and crazy. Because we're from Philly, and no, we're not going to be rappers and shit. Right, just cut it out type shit. So I would write my little raps when I left Philly. I had the more well, a little bit more confidence than like oh I don't got like my peers that I came up with right around me, maybe I could just throw this shit out there.
0: Right, all of a sudden you're feeling like you move from the the East Coast down to Florida, bigger fish in a smaller pond type of thing, or what?
1: Uh, kind of, but but I would say no. Nah, I mean, I'm kind of just filling that in. Uh, I just didn't. I was trying things anyway. I was down there. Out of town, right? Young, you know, young, young dude learning about shit, starting to get into like just mad different.
0: Yeah. Did uh, you have any family down in Florida?
1: Oh uh, yeah, I did have family. Down nice. In Florida. Yeah, okay, family. so
0: so you had like a little foundation down there too. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um How long did you stay there?
1: I was there for a year and a half. And then what? Two, and then I, um I got out of there. This is actually super critical right here. In the in the year and a half, two years actually that I was there. I ran into my comrades that I ended up like, you know, kinda like where why why I'm even here in front of you. Yeah. To an extent. Um, it led me in this direction. This is where you met the guys from a Like? Uh yeah. I met I met my partner Kay. Okay. From, you know, in in the group A likes. Uh-huh. We learned a lot about different things. Um um we were studying five percent lessons at the time, mm-hmm. like I like I, I was building about mm-hmm. and we was just you know just connecting like oh, okay that's what you think about this shit that's what you think about this shit and we decided to put that that into our music and uh, or even record because he was a rapper I was a uh, aspiring I wanted to you know put something out there when we first linked up I remember he was like do you know how to count bars I was like what the yeah, fuck is a bar right I don't know nothing about that shit right. so but I also met you know my homies from uh, from Dead Press, sticking in one okay. you know through Tallahassee Abu and Tahir oh they were down there as well. Yeah, they were down there. Stick is from Tallahassee or the area. I oh, know shit. Yeah, and uh, Emma's Emma was going to school down in FM. FM okay. U. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the universe kind of brings you guys all together.
1: Basically, I mean, we're here now, so yeah, it yeah, brings us together.
0: That's interesting
1: no shit so yeah the, yeah, the stories there's way more layers I've, I've told that story a thousand million times i was, was gonna
0: like say that. and i feel like if, so if like, i would have picked that like year and a half to do an hour-long interview about you about i'm sure you could fill it up that space with with just stories from there
1: before we talked you was like yo i'm gonna build about a lot of shit that's random almost but it's yeah. all real this interview right here is rare yeah i, I give you that you got the rare interview um some of the things that I've never really talked about, I talked at length. Uh, and that story is a story that I've told many times. Like, right? They're like, "Well, how do you, you know, Dead Prez? Okay, how yeah, did you yeah. guys link up? We linked right, up in Tallahassee. Right. How do you link up? Well, there was heads in the attic. It was a house. There was an attic. Cats used to be in the attic. Rabbit. rabbit, right, rabbit. right. 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 So. so
0: basically, if you guys want to hear more about that story, Google Google my man, and you and guys will find it. Yeah. 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 It likes. Yeah. For sure. So things start building in Tallahassee. You guys are forming our R, R- B G.
1: People. It was. Yeah, RBG what is what we ended up calling it but it was people right. just people army at first. People army. Yeah.
0: And and then like uh but you say you only stay there for a year and a half so where do you disband to?
1: We all come to New York.
0: <clears throat> Everybody migrates together?
1: Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, It was uh basically a good like nine of us.
0: Yeah. What yeah. what year is this approximately? Like this early is, 2000s?
1: Uh this is late 90s. Late 90s. Okay. Yeah, late 90s. And moved up um Deb Prez... Um, and this is this is when there was still like money in the music industry too. So like, were labels hollering at you guys? Well, the thing is that if you know our music, the things that we're talking about, very rare. Yeah, very it's, rare. And it, it was like it was very revolutionary. It, yeah. it, revolutionary, if you will, but definitely somebody that's thinking dollars and cents. Unless they have force, you know, foresight, and, and they can like they got vision, they won't see the money in it. Yeah. They'll be like, wait minute, You're trying to shut the system down. Fuck this. Fuck that. You don't want to be on the radio. You don't want to like. I don't understand the value mm-hmm. now in a in a in a more uh, business revolutionary time. Not revolution for real, but business, right, right. Where you know Apple is, you know, doing revolutionary things that have showed that that'll lead you to be one of the top you know companies as opposed to doing the tried, true bullshit that been going. Right. Like now we're dealing with a space where people respect. You know, uh, uh, that thinking uh, outside the box. Type exactly. Thing. Yeah. But in the nineties, that shit was. There was a, a formula. Yeah. The, the, the fact that Dead Prez got their deal was I mean, <clears throat> was like everybody was surprised.
0: And I feel like, it, and I feel like, if there is one, if there is a group ever that people were surprised at such a huge hit, it's probably like no, I don't think anybody thought that Dead Prez would have such a huge fucking song. That's still like you put that on at any rap show, and people still fucking go apeshit for it to this day.
1: I remember when that record was made. Mm-hmm. I remember the day Stick, or I think maybe Tahir actually mm. played it for us. Tahir was um producer. If you look at the credits of uh, Let's Get Free or any of the Dead Press albums, yeah. um, Tahir's uh, Head Rush. Yeah, Him and Abu, who came up with us from Tallahassee, our Headrush, our production company. Okay. So uh, Tahir had like the special dope like sound that he was fucking with. He made it a special way, I can't tell y'all. Right, I'll be, you know, somebody will cut my hands off. But <laughs> he made, he had this sound, this, ah, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, that he would just, he just made it. You know, uh-huh. He made it, and Stick was just amazed with the shit. So them two together working on the track came up with some shit. Uh-huh. and I remember when I heard the beat and I heard like the first like skeleton shit to it. I was like, what? I was like, oh yeah, gonna do the damn south shit. That's dope because this is the '90s when. Right you know even though we from down south technically yeah, yeah. Um we was up north we that was, was on loud sound, on and that loud was, records yeah
0: and that was a sound that was associated with like that was an east coast
1: collective exactly yeah. and, and also loud records which is you know Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. Mob Deep yep. big pun is an east coast you know powerhouse yeah Steve Rifkin just killing shit and we're doing kind of a double time you know yeah. One thing about music when it hit it you feel no, no pain White right folks say, show your brain. I know better than that. Does not right, that shit? Right. And niggas is like, "Oh, but y'all kind of from Tallahassee cuz y'all y'all can't." Oh, okay, we're going to push it like this. I remember like as soon as the label heard that shit, you know, we we would hear all the information through the homies like, "Yo, they love it. They want to make this a single." And there was a couple of years they were trying to stress it. Let's get a single uh-huh. or some shit. Yeah. You know, I'm take it from me. Like I remember all this shit. Cause yeah. I got. A, I smoked a lot of weed. I don't know. Right, right, right. I remember this. Though. Yeah, I remember this shit. <laughs> so you heard it. You just knew it was a hit. I knew it was gonna. It was gonna rock. I just thought all this shit was dope. Yeah. Like yeah. I like you. Anybody who came up in New York City, underground in the late '90s, remembers like, you know what our what People Army was doing. What like Dead Prez was doing. Like there were certain records that really never hit the, the world that were just amazing goosebump, bone chilling, I, I, make you want to start the revolution right there. East coast, like real dirty pianos, Lord Jamal half working on the beat with stick doing some real murky, amazing apocalyptic. Um, The hood, the hood is here shit. Yeah. You know what I mean, not like, it was a perfect, like for me, that was like my favorite shit from uh-huh. what Dead Prez doing. So when we was in that space, it was just a real fun time. Yeah. And I remember the smells. I remember the like things that were around, the people that were there, that were around. You know, I remember the video we did where Prodigy from Mob Deep was in the supermarket with us robbing like, we had this video for this um, joint called Food, Clothes and Shelter. Yeah. That Dead Prez did. And it was basically like apocalypse hit in a certain sense, uh-huh. not in a biblical sense, but like in a real sense. And we had to like rob a grocery store, like oh we were robbing a grocery store. Everybody in camouflage, and it was like all the people army, you know what I mean, running through this grocery store in Brooklyn on Fulton Street, like that they rented out, you know what I mean, yeah. for us to go through, just grabbing like bags of food, whatever, with Prodigy and Mob Deep with us, right, and Shabazz disciple with us, and like. Lord Jamal there And like just different shit And like me being like a kid Just being like What the fuck Right I'm in New York City I'm, I'm chasing my dreams And shit is crazy
0: Yeah I have a embarrassing um, Dead Prez confession Oh shit When I was like 18 I made a mixtape For a girl that I liked And I put mind sex on it And I, to this day that I just find that very embarrassing Because she never Let me smash At the time So like I pretty much only got to have mind sex So <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I wanna fuck yeah. no doubt. But tonight we try a different route. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing.
0: Um so so you guys were you guys signed as well then? To you you were on loud?
1: Uh no, we were Air likes we had a situation with um an English label. How did it go? It was good in the sense that we got to put out music and we yeah. got to travel on the strength of it. Yeah. But um you know, we were we were trying to do some big shit, like we had Visions of Grandeur in a in a justified way. Like, you know, our homies did, you know, had good... Um, you were around people that were platform. doing big fucking things. Yeah, man. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we next. Yeah. The difference is, I would say, you know, organization one, but more importantly, the brand of music that we were doing, it was just not, um, I guess, in the business model of a label to have a whole collective doing that. Nowadays, it makes sense because there's many ways to exploit... If you will, only like using that word, but there's many ways to like find You can navigate value.
0: independently nowadays. Exactly. And back back then, then it wasn't really an option.
1: They were like, Look, can you get me some radio records? If not, yeah. I ain't got time for y'all. Like they barely got a radio record from from Dead Press. Right.
0: Like no one was blowing up off the internet back then. It was like you could yeah. you could Napster was around and you could first start fucking downloading shit, but like no one was creating movements on the internet yet like they are nowadays you exactly know I mean? yeah exactly yeah so is the british label pressuring you guys for for radio records as well nah nah
1: nah just do what you do like we um we did our first record that we did we did a, a mixtape uh we did unsound hype in the source and then i remember it was a big thing because unsound uh-huh. hype you got Mop Deep, you yeah, got Eminem, yeah. you got Biggie, you got um, Common Sense, you got fucking re- Jay Electronica, Joella T's. That meant something back back Yo, then. All yeah. these people, you know, Unsigned Hype. So when we got Unsigned Hype, we were hype, literally. Yeah. And we did a mixtape called Unsigned Hype. Then we had a mixtape. Like, we basically took the cover of the Unsigned Hype article yeah. and put it as the cover with the, like, you know, the blurb that they put yeah, about yeah, us, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And we sold that CD, like, you know at shows and shit uh-huh. and then uh, we came out with another one Gorilla Nation uh-huh. this mixtape time when 50 Cent was killing it and yeah. all that so we like yeah we in that same format we rapping over other people's tracks all that but our first official album that we came out with was Live or Die which uh-huh. came out on um, the, rec- the the English record label Yeah, uh, Live or Die was you know amazing record real proud of it it's uh, a lot of soul samples when cats weren't using really what soul samples what year was that This is like 04.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah.
1: Like cats were still coming over from using other shit. The only cats really... You had Kanye doing his whole soul sample thing. But we we had been doing that for like, you know, since RZA. Yeah. Since the 90s, we just like soul samples. Yeah. When everybody went Swiss Beats and even Timberland and yeah. chasing different artists that were fucking with different instrument um machines like the Triton and whatever, we really stuck to that.
0: Yeah. What else was cracking in two thousand four? Was that around the time like Dipset was starting to get big?
1: Dipset was getting big. Yeah. Um 50 was doing his thing. Right on the verge. Rockefeller was like in the midst of like their kind of like coming off of their big shit. Yeah. And um, you know, you had the Down South cats doing yep. a bunch of you know, then you had also the beginning of like what ended up being the ringtone shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, all the dance songs. Yeah, yeah. Laffy Taffy type. Yeah. You know, whatever. So,
0: Have you guys always been able to, like, stay getting along as a group? Did you guys have any conflicts like that?
1: Me and my partner in a Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Uh, we always... Um, we have a, a genuine respect for each other. Mm-hmm. Enough to be able to, like, say that. In the whole time that we've rocked with each other, you know what I mean? We've kept it 100. But... It's insane to even like think that it would not, you wouldn't have times where you have. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what I mean, you you know, y'all building about shit It's something you're passionate about. This art shit, you know, what I mean, like being an artist is something that makes people get emotional. And then, you know, you you know, you throwing things back and forth as far as ideas, and sometimes you know we don't get along. But.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It becomes like a. Yeah, I don't want to say brotherly relationship, but it's like this thing where no, some, sometimes you have to be brothers, and sometimes you have to recognize that you're business partners as well. And so true. you you have to put the emotions aside and such. True, true. Yeah.
1: I would say definitely. um But overall, you know, we still rocking, which is amazing considering yeah. that you know it's been you know other projects involved. There's been like many years involved, and if you look at like the like hip hop history. It's it's kind of crazy, but a lot of groups just don't make it. Actually, not just hip hop history, but like,
0: no, that's the thing is like it's very rare. I feel like for a duo or a group or whatever to stay to stay together for as long as it sounds like you guys have been rocking together. Yeah, exactly. And or even
1: a band like um like bands. It's oh ego, yeah, egos egos as artists, you got to balance having a certain amount of ego to be like, yo, I'm this is what I'm bringing to the table. Right. Respect that and it's dope and it's me and at the same time you have to be humble yeah and be like okay word that's what you think about it well what about your vision all that whatever yeah if you can't navigate that on either end you're gonna falter yeah so i think that's the problem you know what i mean so it's it's natural in this in this shit yeah yeah for sure
0: has rap always been the hustle ever since getting out of college have you had to have like nine to fives or
1: anything I mean I've always had an independent spirit yeah you know what I mean I don't like everybody has a problem with authority I really don't like authority you know what I mean uh-huh. I don't like having people over me to an extent yeah I respect leadership you know what I mean but I don't really you know be having time for uh, in, in high Highfield with that whole job shit yeah so I've done you know a bunch of things in it to to make to make ends meet Throughout right, my years to to do this art, you know what I mean?
0: Absolutely, and I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is that um,
1: we grind, we grind for real. <laughs> yeah, and there's all
0: sorts of different hustles, and and as a, as an artist, you have to learn a lot of good, different things that you're good at in order to survive. You know what I mean? To not have a fucking nine to five. So,
1: and I respect people that have nine to fives. Yeah. Like I actually admire it. I used to look at if you had a nine to five, I would look. I, I would actually feel subconsciously so sad for you. Right i might not tell you that but i'm, I'm like you know what i feel yeah. bad for him yeah but now i actually feel bad for me like, why is that because i'm like to be able to follow you know a certain structure i mean if you're an independent musician uh any you know you know what it is you out you, your hours are crazy you have to kind of like get yourself in the re- in the regiment and mm-hmm. like almost like it's, it's it's a struggle to to take your shit serious absolutely you know what i mean With a 9-to-5 job, it's set for you, you know what I mean, for the most part. And I see some of the certain skills that you can learn from having a 9-to-5 job for a extended amount of time getting up at a certain time on time every day as dumb as it sounds like
0: putting pants on you know what i'm saying like they tell you they actually fucking tell you like if you work from home like getting dressed as if you're going to work will help you be more productive and shit like that which is crazy shout
1: out to all my nine to five hustlers i see y'all and i salute
0: y'all for sure. so what's up man after you leave the schools that you were off at for your childhood did you hold any grudges against your folks for that shit
1: um I don't know, man. You know what I mean? I have conversations with my um my mom about that time. I yeah. mean, I'm grown, so I'm chilling, man. Like I'm yeah. not I'm not stressing her out about it. But you know, you think about things. I don't judge I don't judge my mom or my father for that time. My yeah. father wasn't in, in that space. You know, I was under my mom's care even though my father was around, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I was under my mom's care so that was my mother my mother's decision. So I usually talk to her about it. But she she had she had things that she was trying to do. Not like go to the club. Right. She was just like, you know what I mean, a young woman with 3 kids yeah. in a foreign land. Yeah. Trying to figure this shit out without a, you know, she had like a third-grade education. Yeah. So you're not getting a big ass like job with a big ass paycheck with that shit. So she would have to work it out. So um it just made sense. It just made sense, yeah. man, you know. Yeah. So tell me about Weekend Money. Weekend Money started in a Brooklyn basement, um, a studio called The Brick House. I I named it The Brick House after being there for a little while. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, it's all a bunch of brick. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing space. It's like a a musician's playground. There's a bunch of like drum sets and horns and Fisher Price xylophones and little transistor things and things that we find and people bring in and fix and organs and... Many symbols, all types of stuff. Yeah. So we formed there in about 2012. We is who? We is me, Ness, any mm. double dollar sign, Papi Chulo, um, the MC, the vocalist. And then you have Baghdaddy, my Iraqi comrade, my partner in crime in this weekend money thing. He's the one plunking out the beats. For, in, you know, in title. He's yeah. the he's a yeah. producer. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes he croons. He's okay. a crooner. Okay, um, I also croon. Yeah, He croons a little bit more Prince Jackson-esque. Okay. I croon more thuggy. I
0: love the term croon. I just want to throw that out there, you yeah. know?
1: Because you're not fully belting out such songs. Yeah, song. Frank
0: Sinatra is a great
1: crooner. <laughs> you know, you're just singing your little, you know, your wares. You know? But, um, so it's me and him. Yeah. You know I mean? How'd you guys meet? We met at an office party that... He worked at this, all right, let's go through this because it's real. All right. Got to figure this shit out. There was a company called Freeverse that both a a good friend of mine, Parker, P-R-K-R, this producer, dope dude, good dude, I worked with him many years, um, was telling me, like, yo, I have this office party for my my office. It's called Freeverse. It's an app company. They make apps, video game apps, whatever. Right, right. Long story short, yeah, Bag worked there. Yeah, and he's uh, um, he was making apps. He was actually making music for the apps. Okay, he's a composer for, for that shit. Right, right. So that doom, 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 Somebody oh, has yeah, to play yeah, that yeah. shit. Right, right, know? right. And uh, they had an office party, Christmas party, uh-huh. and it was like, yo, come through. We need you to come through. I need some wait. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, show, right, come through. Yeah. So anyway, I came through, and we built. We had a conversation about yeah. music. Parker was like, this is the guy I was telling you about. He had all these different, like, you know, whatever, tracks. And and I was looking for, like, electro music. Yeah. Something a little bit different than just hip-hop. Right. Something, Because you, you know.
0: seem like you're somebody who's aware of things that are happening. You're probably fucking—you you see what's happening in the music world.
1: Well, at the time, I was working on actually a project, and it was just— Trying to take it back to the beginning of hip hop when you had shit like what Africa Man Bada was doing, right. like all right, we have no no, there's no boundaries, no limitations. We could put anything together. Let's right, do it. Right. So I was in that space, and then it, I got into some more electro shit, and I was yeah. just like, let's move. Yeah,
0: and so when did you guys click pretty instantly, or what?
1: Yeah, Bag's cool, dude. He's, he's he, he he can.
0: Did something come out of the first studio sessions you guys made? Like, did you did you click musically easily?
1: We had a, we had an interview recently where Bag said that the first thing we did ended up becoming a song. So I'm gonna say yeah, okay. But I remember at first just listening to each other's stuff. Yeah, and just filling each other out. And right. I think the first pause. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think the next uh, like few sessions we were kind of still like trying to figure out like all right what are we what are you trying to do what do you want to do and initially I was gonna work on some tracks for his instrumental project yeah that he was working on and, I was, and he was gonna give me some beats for my project like that was uh-huh. gonna be the trade-off and then we did our first record this song called insomniac uh-huh. and it was dope and he loved it went crazy yeah I was like yo this is amazing. It's, you're talking real shit. You're talking like to your mom, but you're talking about hustling. There's a lot yeah. of things going on in this song. So I was like, all right, sure. I'm with it.
0: Is he somebody who has a lot of. Uh, the thing that I really liked about the record uh, when I listened to it was that, like, synesthesia wise, it has a lot. When I close my eyes and listen, the beats have a lot of different colors to them. Like, they make me have different feelings. You feel. You, you wow, know what I'm saying? I understand. But. At the same time, since it is one producer, they're very cohesive, and it feels like you can tell that they're all made by the same dude. Does he have a lot of different styles? Where it's like, because I, I feel like the beats on the record they're very modern sounding. Like we were talking about previously, like they have the machine gun hi hats, they have the 808s, they they have that that kind of um, down south bounce to it. Mm-hmm. I hate saying trap beats, but you know what I mean. Like that's hey. that, to the layman, that's what what they would probably call them. Trappy. So what I'm saying is, does he have um, different styles as well that you guys were playing with?
1: Um, well, the uh, the stuff that, that kind of came out on our on our last project yeah. was um, kind of our continued experiment. You know, we were playing with different sounds, different drum patterns. Yeah. A lot of times, like, I'll come in and I'll be like, yo, I was hearing this drum pattern. And it would go like, do, 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 or whatever the yeah, fuck, yeah. right? And then he'll play with where he's coming from. And then we'll come up with something that's weekend money. Yeah. But I would say ultimately we got mad shit. Yeah. We got like mad we got trappy things yeah. that sound more yeah. like machine gun hi hat shit yeah. like that. Then we got more musical things like a joint we got called Left Me Open that sounds like some almost like, you know, new wave pop yeah. type shit. Then we got things like Ugg, which was on our the first one of the first the first record on our, on Freddie Mercury, okay. which is like Sounds dubby, even though I don't like dub stuff, but it sounds yeah. dubby-ish, um, electro-stepped-out shit. Yeah. Like, the thing that comes from Weekend Money, just to keep it very real, is like, it's kind of like almost like a joke, if you will, but not a joke. It's almost like, let's see what the fuck we could do next that could make somebody say, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. but. Within the context of still making a song and being in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you could just be weird and crazy and zany and out out there and they have no context in real life. It doesn't draw no emotions from you. It doesn't have a place in the world. It doesn't nothing. It could just be like, We're crazy. You know, I screamed right. the whole record and the record said. Eh, eh, eh. But if you could like tell a story, but the music is pushing, you know, on some progressive, like it's boom bap in it I hear that but I hear the trap elements I hear you know what I mean if you could like you know what I mean like that's something that's important for what me and Bag come together to do and yeah. me personally like I would like to create something new if there's anything new under the sun left right right that's a hard thing to do it's If har- they say there's nothing under the sun nothing new I've, under I've, this bitch I've heard that
0: but, you know, they also say fucking doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results is the definition of insanity. So I'm glad that you guys are trying something different. And, and it's like I told you when I first uh, when we first started talking is like the thing that I that I really liked about the project when I heard it is that while it sounds modern and sounds relevant and sounds aware, I could also fucking tell that it's grounded in skill and hours of work that have been put in. I didn't know the backstory about ALX and all that and, and so uh, it didn't surprise me at all to hear that you've been rapping for a long time because you can hear it in the records like you fucking know how to rap and, mm-hmm. I, and I have a lot of respect for that Thank you. and I can tell that Baghdadi has been producing for quite a while and has very uh, strong musical talent so if you guys are out there listening, go check out the record, Freddie Mercury uh, it's on your SoundCloud, right?
1: Yes sir. How, how yes, do you sir. find that? Uh, SoundCloud.com slash weekend money mm-hmm Born word uh, spelled the right
0: way. Yeah, yeah. spelled properly, not yeah. like
1: the weekend with no e. And yeah, shit. you
0: know what I mean. Like some people like to f- f- get it a little funky. That's like it's like it's like
1: podcast beef. Yeah, like you ain't got no e on your name, dog. <laughs> I hear you. Nah, so yeah.
0: SoundCloud.com slash Weekend Money. Where can they find you
1: on Twitter? Uh, I am on Nestagram n e s s t a gram on uh, Twitter and Instagram. But All If right. you want to check us out, Weekend Money. Twitter.com
0: slash weekend money.
1: Weekend underscore money because weekend underscore money. There's a fucker out there with the weekend money that won't give it to us. (laughs) You bastard!
0: Give it to him for a reasonable price. Pause. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're
1: much better at the pause game than me. Fuck. Oh man, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's actually it's actually done. I I, I'm just continuing it just to be stupid.
0: No, it cracks me up though. You guys have some videos on YouTube together.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, We got a bunch of videos. Check us out. Yeah, just Google YouTube.
0: we I mean uh, YouTube Weekend
1: Money. Yeah, and... weekend money. Just put weekend money in the um in the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the search column.
0: I'll tell you, like my my suggested track to all of you guys, look up Trapper Keeper. That is my fucking jam. I actually put that on a mix for myself because I just love that song. Yo,
1: shout out to Fat Tony. Yeah, shout Fat Tony. out to Hot Sugar. He
0: lives out here now,
1: right? Fat uh, Tony? He'd be out here a lot.
0: Actually, uh, oh, we had hot sugar on the
1: show. Out uh, here?
0: Yeah, yeah. We had hot sugar on the show. I think that's actually how Tony who hit me up Found out about Kinda Neat was because of Hot Sugar and, Hot Oh and, and Kitty We had Kitty on
1: as well Hot Sugar's dope Kitty's the homie She's dope
0: You know both of those Podcasts and videos Were like Two of my favorites They're really great people So
1: Oh man I wonder what out. they had On that shit
0: Hot Sugar's uh, interview Was fucking great dude But I can stay The same thing for yours This is a great interview So I thank you so much For coming in
1: As I levitate Yeah he is He's doing I'm the yoga
0: pose And levitating, levitating Breathing mm, fire Yeah mm, yeah. So my name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you can find me on Chewy. Twitter at It's Intuition. My man, Ben Shin, behind the boards, making the shit sound buttery, at I Am Database, Space with two S's.
1: Silver Lake.
0: We are in this hot-ass studio in Atwater Village uh, at Cosmic Zoo, which is at Cosmic Zoo, spelled properly. Ooh, weekend. And you can find everything wrapped up in a pretty package on KindaNeat.net, And be sure to go to youtube.com slash that's kind of neat, where we're going to see my man Ness perform a song. What are you going to perform?
1: Hmm, we will see. We'll find out. Surprise.
0: He's going to play something off of the Freddie Mercury LP. Uh, And yeah, remember, download that podcast app. Subscribe to that's kind of neat. Subscribes are kind of neat. Five star ratings. Leave a comment. Tell Ben how handsome his new haircut is. And uh, I don't know. I think that's it, man. You got anything else?
1: Weekend money. Weekend money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A's up. You know what it is. There you go. That
0: was kind of neat. Thank you, man.